Listening Dog Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the hot mess mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our hot mess mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I am Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. And she is best-selling author, blogger, influencer and best friend of Hot Mess Mums. It's the beautiful, shiny, happy, as always, Lizzie Queen of Clean. What an amazing introduction. I've never been oh. like that before. <laughs> Thank you. The kids are back to school and our friends at Swan have the perfect back to school products to make those mornings a little easier. They've got everything from kettles and toasters to blenders and egg boilers. For 20% off Swan's gorgeous products, head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan, celebrating 90 years of magic moments. But you know what, Lindsay? You are you are our favourite. You come from you so come from the right place, and you're such a joy every time we see you. And um, I could just, you know, I could just come around your house and have a cup of very clean tea. Um, yeah <laughs> clean. that could be maybe you should do that next Lindsay, in, in, in the best mug <laughs> yeah Lindsay queen of clean tea or Lindsay queen of tea that could be next yeah, how have you been yeah really well thank you ladies really well busy um mm. and I think now we're just getting into that mindset of leading up to the Christmas aren't we isn't it weird oh I saw some elves on the shelves right and I was not a happy bunny and then I saw it just everything everywhere I look there's like Christmas cards and Christmas crackers and they're they're slowly sort of seeping onto the shelves which uh it does my head in I know you love Christmas don't you no do you know what no I feel like you but I feel like this year we've got extra pressure and I don't know if anyone else is feeling this pressure. I've literally just bought a box of Quality Street and I feel like I'm a real idiot, but I thought, you know what? It's not Christmas without Quality Street. I need to just get a box and put them away. We do all go mad though, don't we, at Christmas? There's a lot of like overbuying, overeating. I'm, I don't mean to be on the other side of it, but I sometimes think when you can't get all that stuff, actually, it sometimes it brings it home. It's the simple things, do you know? Because everyone does just go, crazy don't they with you see it and I think oh my god you do not need all that food like it goes off in a week we all put loads of weight on and then we all moan about it or over it I feel really ill and sluggish so yeah, yeah you might be right let's just have a really simple back to basics Christmas and just not spend as much money as we normally do it may be a really positive thing yeah, I think this this at the moment you just have to turn these things around, don't you, and make them into a yeah. positive and just sort of like 
change what you normally do and, and change is good and, and see where we go from there and adapt. So we're all agreed not to panic. Good. But I am glad you've got your quality straight. I'm slightly <laughs> twitchy now. Yeah. Uh, and don't, the see, thing is, when you get it that early, Lindsay, you got to be careful because don't break the seal, as they say, and start tucking in. And then everyone's oh. going to open it up at Christmas and there's just going to be like the toffees left. Yeah, the boring ones. <laughs> yeah. The boring. <laughs> No, I'm not. I've hidden them away. That's it now. That's it. I'm not buying anything else. I just wanted that one staple and that's it. I got the kids the advent calendars because last year, do you remember, they all ran out really early. I don't know whether you remember that. So this year I have bought them early as well. No, that's a present. An advent calendar is a gift every single day. They don't need nothing else. <laughs> That's going back to basics. I don't think I'm going that basic. I don't think my kids will talk to me. So, Lindsay, you just go from strength to strength. You know, your career sort of snowballing. It just gathers momentum and it goes on and on and on. on. But how are you with the pressure for a start? Because I know, you know, I know you've got a lot of talk about what happened with your ex-husband. I didn't really know about that either from meeting you before. But wow. And that's a huge pressure to have. Plus, you know, your career and you sort of being in the limelight more and more. So how are you? Yeah, I'm really good. And as much as I didn't want that ex-husband story to be sort of a big thing about me, it does explain me a bit more. So when people meet me and we have this joke about me being this clean freak, there is a reason why, you know, there is a justification as to why I like to scrub things. And it was it was more of a mental thing. You know, I was mentally scrubbing away pain and it was anxiety. So I think, although I didn't want that story to hit, it hit. But I think a lot more people, especially people like you guys that are in the public eye already, now understand me a bit more. You know, I'm not someone who's jumped on the Instagram bandwagon for fame. I was genuinely here with a real purpose and really do want to help people. And I Absolutely. Yeah. Could you just you just say briefly what the story is? Because, I, you know, because you say it in your words briefly so that for people who don't know, because I didn't, but things yeah. really make sense there. And then you start to think not just about you, but then other people that you know and sort of how things come out in different ways as a reaction to something like what you've been through or trauma itself. Basically, my first husband, I was only married to him for six months in the end, so such a short amount of time. He really drew me in. You know, my mum used to call him the catalogue man. He looked like he'd just stepped out of Littlewood's catalogue, pristine, you know, career, perfect house, car. He was quite a bit older than me, eight years older than me. And, you know, at the time I was like 22, 23, so it did feel like quite a big age gap then. But, yeah, he was um, a sex offender, a paedophile. Um, and I didn't know, you know, I didn't know anything about it until I got a knock on the door and he was taken away. And I think I always liked cleaning, you know, don't get me wrong. I was always that kid that was always happy to help my mum on the weekend, you know, and I've always kept a clean and tidy home. But what that situation did to me was it must have triggered something in my head, which just made me literally want to scrub. And it wasn't just, you know, a dishcloth and a bit of soapy water. It was bottles of bleach being poured on surfaces poured onto my skin at one point to sort of just scrub away the fact that I'd touched somebody like that until you've been in that situation you don't know what it's like but I I obviously you know shared a bed with a man that was like that and that's a really hard thing to get out of your head really hard did you have help and support no no I didn't actually so initially I was too ashamed to tell anybody so I told my dad but I told him a bit of a 
a, a cut-down version, and I told two girlfriends. And to be honest, the girls were then born prematurely. So that hit, I think that hit on the Monday or Tuesday. By the Friday, my twins had been born early. So it was pretty much, I had all this happening at one, you know, one big hit. And I didn't know what to focus on, whether to focus on me or my children, where they're going to live. And I was sent up to Edinburgh because there was no special care beds in the country at the time. They'd all been taken. And it was just awful. So I think I just focused on getting the kids through special care. And then when they came out, which was eight weeks and 10 weeks, because they came out different times, I then drew on to what had happened and told people. So for a long time, I was just this really messy, cryy, horrible person. I was ratty, but I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to say the words. No, and you didn't have any guidance. I mean, it's. I, I, I hope you don't mind us talking about it. It's just that I really didn't know. But also for our audience, you know, it will resonate with some people, you know, and you could really just speaking out the way you do could mean a lot and maybe help some other people but you know I just wanted to say you know I think it it makes total sense you know about where you you know what what you're doing now and 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 really I think for us all we just uh we just think you're amazing now in that now as well even more amazing than you were before oh thank you <laughs> but I think it, it does just make people realize who I am now and you know yeah. I lost everything I have such a good career and everything at the time and then obviously I set up a cleaning company because cleaning was what all I knew back then. It was how I kept mentally busy. So the journey of like Lindsay Queen of Clean has come from a dark place. I always look at it now and think when you're at your lowest, a big positive can jump out of that situation as well. What happened to me has given me the platform that I've got today. You know, all these years on, I actually feel, yeah, it did happen. And do you know what? It doesn't bother me anymore because look at where I am and look at where he is. And my daughter's who are 18 now, are just thriving at being 18. They're having the time of their life. Nothing has stopped us. So I just yeah. feel, you know, if people are listening and they're in a really bad situation, most of us have been in a bad situation. You know, it comes to us all, but just pull yourself out of it. Find positive people and just move forwards. Don't look back. Never, ever look back. Just keep moving forwards and it will work. Can I ask, when when it did come out, obviously, and it was in the media, was that your choice or did somebody reveal that story without you knowing? How, how did that get out? Years ago when it all happened, there was nothing in the media. So that, that was all fine. And then when I sort of became who I am, I remember having an interview. I'm not going to say which newspaper, but I had an interview with the newspaper briefly about this. But I had said, this isn't to go out. Okay. And then one of my daughters, I think they must have been year 11 at school, sent me a screenshot, front page of this online thing. Lindsay's Queen of King's husband's a paedophile. You know what, my, my, I, I, most journalists are lovely, but I was really bitten by someone back in the early days. And then everybody wanted to know and I was getting contacted left, right and centre. I trusted that person that they wouldn't use that. And the headline was awful. I can't remember what right. it was, but it was so, it was so cutthroat. Mm, and if yeah. it had been me, I'd have written it in a completely different way. Yeah. But do you know what, it's out now and it's done. Yeah, exactly. And your girls, I'm sure they're fine about it. They know what the media's like. They know, you know, how things come out and how they sound. And in a way, the girls, they're over it too and on, on. And uh, just tribute to you. Fantastic. Good for you. And I'm, um, yeah, sending love to the girls. How are the girls? Yeah, so 18. It's that oh, they're adults. They're not wow. adults, are they? Because you don't want them to be adults, do you? No. no. You know, it's, 
And I'm, I'm like, they ain't, they're not going to university. They've made the decision not to go. Um, mm-hmm. And I sort of feel quite grateful that they're not going. But then part of me thinks, oh, you've got the ability to go. So it's a really hard one, isn't it? Maybe next year, but I've got them for another right. year at least. Right, okay. And have you got them scurrying around with a mop or what? <laughs> no. They've both got jobs, so they're not here much anymore. So oh, it's okay. all right now. I'm actually, you know when people say the kids go to uni and they feel quite lonely? Well, it's called empty nest syndrome. I've just literally dropped Connie off now. And uh, yeah, it is. They've just gone. I also think if your kid suddenly goes to work full time, gets a boyfriend and is out with their mates all the time. Yeah. You sort of say those feelings as well. You know, it's so yeah. quiet in this house. It's boring. Lindsay, for someone like you, you know, at the moment, could you sort of call the shots with work? Can you just, you know, you seem to be so popular and everyone adores you and everyone always wants you back. Do you know what? And I don't like to sound like big headed or anything. No, I think you should. I think you should. No, but I am in a position. Like the very first time I met you ladies, what, nearly two years ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. I was in that position where I would have said yes to absolutely. I was like, yes, girl. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll be there Sunday morning. I'll do live radio. I'll be here. Do that. You know, I'll use my own money to get across the country for a two minute TV slot. Do you know what? I don't say yes as much anymore. And I feel quite proud that I'm in that position. I can pick and choose what I want to do. And it took a long time to get here. But I also feel like I'm making the right decisions as well, going on the right shows and the right radio shows and not just jumping at anything. And you've worked for that as well. You know, like you say, we did meet you two years ago and 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 we've had you on since and you're always the same person. You're always so lovely and down to earth, but you've worked hard to get to that position where you can choose what you do and you don't have to say yes to, to everything. Yeah, I think so. But I think in anybody's career, it's really important, you know, as you get older and a bit wiser, not to say yes to everything, you know, and become that person that everybody always expects you. Oh, she's a good, she'll do it. If no one else will do it, she's that person. And I think I've always been that person, you know, I've always want, you know, even going back in time with my career, oh, I'll, I'll go and clean your house on a Sunday morning because you've had a party on a Saturday night. You know, these days, no way. But I think sometimes you become that yes person and you have to get out of being that person. You have to train yourself to not always think the world's still going to move if you don't say yes isn't it and that's the thing I think it's a mum thing. I think a lot of women go through that. Because when I met Jenny, you know, we used to talk about the whole people pleasing, fear of missing out, always saying yes when you don't want to. And Jenny had hit a stage in her life where she was just like, no, you do not do that. You, you know, you've got to, it's not okay. You have to say no. You don't people please. You don't. So I do think sometimes because especially when the kids are young, you're always saying yes. You're bending over backwards, sideways, upside down, everything for them. It becomes natural that you do it for everybody else else as well you just I don't know I think I do think it's maybe connected to motherhood and all sorts and then you hit a stage where yeah, I get that. I get that. you know when you you first meet mums in the playground and you're all like you, you migrate into these cliques don't you and then you look at the people in the cliff and you think I probably don't like half of you in this cliff. you're not actually my type of person I'll go for coffee with you on a Wednesday because everybody else is going and I don't want to be left out and then when your kids leave school probably friends with one person out of that clique because there was only one person that you truly connected with. The rest of them, you know, oh, this is part of my gang because she's got this type of car or her husband's got this job or her kid's an A student. And you know what? That playground thing is not nice, is it? But there is Mm -mm. a big pressure on being a mum in the playground. Absolutely. There's a big pressure just staying on the WhatsApp without having to uh, say, 
this person has left the group, which I've done on many occasions, let me tell you. Yeah, and then you get loads of messages saying, why have you left the group? What's yeah, up? What's what did I do yes. wrong? Nothing, just don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what's funny? You know what I love about you? The thing is, Lindsay, you have evolved in the public eye now. And 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 I think from knowing you for a couple of years now, when you started, you're, you know, I can see the confidence uh, has changed in you. I can see you are, you're, you're quite different, to be honest. I can really see it. It's amazing. And also what's wonderful is we don't, we don't, just have to talk about cleat. I know it's a huge thing in your life, not necessarily mine. I've still got the cobwebs where I told you they were all those years ago. But you've got this this sort of aura now and this presence where I think, you know, we want to hear about all the things that you think about, uh, be it not cleaning, but, you know, life in general, you know, bringing up a family, all sorts. You, you really have sort of evolved. And I love that. I really do. That's really lovely of you to say. Do you know what? When I do this morning... I'll be mm. honest with you, I get a bit nervous when I do it with Phil and Holly, if I'm honest with you, because I just feel that they're so famous, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But past couple of times I've done it, my producer said to me, Lindsay, you are now sort of controlling them when you do your pieces. And yes. the confidence has started to come through that I know mm-hmm. my subject, you know, you're just here and I don't need to be scared of you because we're all yeah. the same, aren't we? And I think yes. as you get a bit more wise the world everybody is an equal no one's better than anybody else but I think mm-hmm. in my early days I, I saw them as being up here and me being at the bottom but now I see us as we're just all the same we're all people all the same you- and it's amazing because what will happen is you're going on live tv all the time with them now and you've done it regularly and all of a sudden you you've sort of you've set your stall out and you've asserted your position there and you know what's going on you know how it all works and that whole sort of you know that that barrier between them and us and, oh, but they've been doing it for years and all the rest of it. You know your stuff and you've got that confidence now. And I think everyone could apply that in whatever they're doing, you know, and and especially, you know, with with what's happened in the media recently with, you know, about your ex, etc. It can be difficult. You know, it might have knocked you, your confidence a bit, but I can see you've just grown and grown. And I really think that's encouraging for everyone who's listening as well. It's just ace. Thank you. And I just think anyone can grow as well. You know, find your passion. When you're passionate about something, I think you naturally grow anyway. You know, they always say to me, Lindsay, you just know so much about cleaning. We know we can pull you in, you know, with a day's notice and you've got the feature, which shows obviously I can do my job now, which I really like. Like a couple of years ago, I'd have been like, oh, panic, panic. What do I do? But I don't panic anymore. So there is that's a really good thing. I'm so pleased you've noticed that because that's made me feel so much better as well. Our hot mess mums telling it like it is. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Our friends at Swan have got some gorgeous products that will help you during those stressful mornings getting the kids to school. From their garment steamers to get those creases out of uniforms at the last minute to their egg boilers and toasters to ensure breakfast time is easier. Plus, their stealth blender is the perfect addition to the kitchen, helping you make smoothies, shakes, soups and sauces so you can get all the essential vitamins into your kids as they head back into school. Don't forget, you can get 20% of Swan's gorgeous products if you head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan. Designed for life. 
do you think that us and, and me thing and, and that sort of um, feeling of, you know, um, not being on the same level of a certain people when your career started to take off, do you think perhaps social media and stuff had a, an effect on that, you know? Because I think when you go on there, there is a bit of this us and, and them kind of feeling, certainly with how social media is sort of laid out, especially with Instagram, that it can make you feel a bit like you're just Joe Bloggs and an ordinary person and these other people are just something else. Whereas actually, like you say, we are all the same, really. So did that play a part? Yeah, I think so. I think initially people think, oh, it's another Instagrammer, it's another blogger, it's another YouTuber. And I think sometimes people just haven't got much time for those sorts of people. But I think if someone really knows their market and knows their niche and that comes through, and people can see that there's more to that person than just an Instagrammer, it does shine through. And don't get me wrong, there's so many people on Instagram now doing cleaning, which is totally amazing. You know, it's brilliant from, from my perspective. But not everybody is is doing it the same way as me. So there are you know, we're all different we've all got different levels of how we how we do this and what we want from it but I just feel like you know I'm there for tips not just to just to throw product down people's throat you know what I mean and I'm also there to help people you know if my inbox is open if someone's having a bad day no matter who they are I will try and get back to them and give them some encouragement because I always think as well that without your your community behind you you've not got the platform that you've got you know what I mean you must find that with you, you know, we look at you two as the hot mess mums. If you, you know, people want to confide in you sometimes, you're there for them, you know, and if you just suddenly disappeared, someone could be quite lost. Um, so I think in terms of like the media industry, TV presenters, Instagrammers, bloggers, you know, I think there's a, there's room for everybody and we're all doing good. We're all trying to help people, encourage people. And that's a positive, isn't it? Again, when we first met you, 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 I remember you saying, you know, that you, you sort of started off your book and everything, the first book and the first kind of when Instagram took off, your whole idea at the time was sort of based on helping busy mums keep on top of their housework without it feeling like it was ruling their life. You know, so it was, and when you look at all, like you're saying, there's different cleaning people and and some of them, you know, might be more about working with companies and and pushing products. But what you did was you wanted to help a community of, of women, because let's face it, you know, for the majority of us, we don't enjoy doing the housework. I'm looking at you, Jenny. No one likes cleaning. No one likes ironing. I'm in the minority, but as we said earlier, there's a reason why I use cleaning. So if yeah. I'm a bit annoyed with the kids, I scrub. It's that same thing. But in the grand scheme of things, no one wants to clean. We all want a cleaner if we can afford it. We all want someone to come in and do our ironing, but not everybody can. So I always think about those people that just really hate it but and have got no time. So just 10 minutes a day. And by doing my Instagram, I'll say silly little things like, like today's toilet Tuesday. I know it's really silly. But the whole idea of today is if you've got no time, just make sure you clean your toilets. And you know, once a week, they've had a good scrub you know and it's just that little and often and it's that encouragement every single day and you know what for my it's hard for me to keep up with it you know because I've got other things to do now and I'm like oh my god it was Windows Wednesday and I didn't do a Windows story my poor little community no one's gonna have done their windows no I just love that about little but often uh I just I didn't know we talked about your sex life then or what just 10 minutes a day. You know, you can't do the full hog. You can't go full on, but just 10 minutes a day. I think that works, actually. It does. It does. We're all busy, aren't we? You know, yeah. who wants to do it? 
So what's what? So what have we got coming up? What's what's next? What what should we look out for? And what should we look forward to in the land of Lindsay? In the land of Lindsay, so there's a lovely pink vacuum range about to launch, pink and sparkly and glittery. And we're all wearing pink. That's next for me. Uh, another book oh. next year, but it's not going to be a cleaning book, so don't worry. I'm going to do something more like um, a really good family organizer, full of motivational quotes, um, something that everyone can use. You know, whether you're a student, whether you're a busy mum, whether you're a career woman, I'm going to create something that's for everybody. So that's next year. And then the Hoover very soon. Oh, fabulous. I quite fancy a pink. It might make me Hoover if I've got something pink yeah. and sparkly I'll to push sure around. You do a pink Hoover, a little pink steamer. <laughs> and I'm bringing out this little thing called the pig because it looks like a pig, but it's not a pig. It's a little pink slug thing that sucks up the carpet mess. But you can have oh, one wow. of those as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you use it in the car as well? Yes, yes, I thought about everything, you know. Who oh. wants this big, massive carpet cleaning machine when you can just get my little pig out and suck yeah. up that mess? <laughs> you would have absolutely died yesterday with what happened to me. So we, I've got to tell this story because it made me bath, but... We're going to a writing lesson with my little boy and uh, we were early. So we were just sat down this trap by these woods and he needed a wee and he's obsessed with wild wees, like just weeing it in the countryside. He just rips his pants down and goes for it. So I said, well, if you just get out and go by the tree, you'll be fine. Do you want me to come? He said, no, I'm fine. So off he went out the door, he got back in and I was like, what is that smell? And I looked down and he just trodden in shit basically and it was everywhere it was all over me and I've had my car valeted recently and it my car's beautiful inside well it was everywhere he put his coat on the floor so it was all over the coat it was all over his wellies it was all over my car seat it was a nightmare so I had to tell the stables we were going to be late Raz home get the rubber gloves on get the hose out Lindsay the bleach you name it 20 minutes later I was barfing I mean it's what the was it? worst oodles of it have you got the smell out yeah i used i didn't Did i didn't know what to use on my seats but i used bicarbonate soda with really hot yeah. water and then i febrezed everything and backed everything and i on thought the it was clothes, ketchup ketchup when the dog rolls in i just yeah i just squirt her with ketchup and then I, and i say look that's a hot dog <laughs> See, I do know yeah. some things, Lindsay. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. But I just thought I'd share that story, you know, since we're talking about cleaning and, and sort of the disgusting things. It's when your kids step in it and you've got to deal with it. That's probably the worst thing up there for me, I think, that kind of scenario. Did you throw the coat away or did you wash it? No. So what I did was it was a waterproof and he got it all on the outside of the jacket, not on the in. So I hosed it all off with a scrubber, um, hose in the yard. And then on my new washing machine, I've got a hygiene steam. So for really oh. dirty oh. laundry. So once it was all off, I hygiene steamed it. It goes in for two and a half hours. Loads of people would have chucked that coat away. So many people haven't got the patience to actually think I'm going to clean it up. The, the amount of people that just chuck, is that you, Jenny? <laughs> yeah. I just stick it, the in stick it in the bin. Yeah. People just in dog shit. And they, they message me, oh, I've trodden in dog shit and I've just put my trainers in the bin. But I'm like, no, WD-40 just makes the dog poo run off. Oh, right. I don't no. remember that as well. I'm writing that down. I always That's have a, a good... piece of paper and a pencil. Are your wellies right. in the country, Kelly? If the boys step in any dog poo, WD-40, WD it will just run off it. 
Yeah. Right. Oh, that's oh, amazing. That that's gone down in history. Yeah, me too. Well, I wish I'd have had that when we had. We've, I've got another story to share with you again about poo, Lindsay, because I know that you'd love doing this with them whenever you, you know, we don't speak to you for ages and then we just talk shit. But we have got, uh, Martin's got a brand new camper van, one of those really lovely VW sort of, you know, spanky, frank, sort of like spunky ones. We took the dog with us for the first initial outing. I was like, what's that? And I thought I'd opened a cheese and onion packet of crisps. I thought it was that. We got to our campsite and brand new leather quilted seats. And Elsa had just sat over the whole, like double seats at the back. We hadn't even slept on it yet because, you know, the seats fold out to be a bed. Yeah, yeah. But easy to clean up. Martin, king of clean. Yeah. Did he just pick it up? Oh, no, it was, yeah. It did just, yeah. I was was the one in the front with a bottle of red wine. But I'm going to put that in the van then, WD-40. And I've circled it as well. So there's progress here. There's progress. How is the camper van? The camper van's awesome. I mean, I think that's also quite... It's, you know, you've got to pack those things so precisely and make the most of space. So really, uh, it'd be great to have tips about what's an all-rounder that would work that, you know, you can take away on your little jollies in in those sort of, you know. I did say to my husband, maybe we should get like a trendy camper van. Then we know that. Yeah, you should. And and the world's your oysters, wherever you want in it. And it just feels more appealing than rocking up at some glorified caravan stroke lodge, you know, and paying a fortune for it. It just feels better. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sold. Honestly, it's quite romantic as well. And you can just, you know, you can go on a forecast, you know, it's parked up outside. You're not going to get involved in bookings and cancellations and all the rest of it. And, uh, you know, if you know it's going to be a lovely evening, a lovely day the next day, say, do you know what? Let's just jump in and go away for the night and pull up by a beautiful lake or something. Yeah, we're in. So so maybe you could get a pink sparkly one. Yeah, pink sparkly uh, one. Get a good off-roader for Kelly and we can go on tour. Girls on tour. <laughs> yeah, I think it's disgusting in this country. Like they just charged a fortune for people to go away, and, and then when you do get there, like you say, a lot of the time it's disgusting, and then they wonder why we all go abroad to villas. And I think because when you get there, they're bloody clean. That's why they were. You know, I've never had a bad experience abroad. No, I haven't. But I also think when you go abroad, because the weather's good, you're hardly in the room. So even if it was a little bit not to your standards, you're not in it enough to worry about it. In the UK, that is your base. If it rains, that's where you've got to sit. And I think, you know, they are charging too much. I get it. Businesses have lost money, but we don't need to spend that much. No, not not to stay here and get piddled on and rain. I'm sorry, but, you know... The other thing that uh, I'm always horrified by is student accommodation. Now, yeah. you know, Connie's just had to find herself a place again. She's in her third year at uni. And right. every single time, Lindsay, I say, take photos inside yeah. the oven, all that, you know, because they know their students that go, ah, oh, and they don't do a good job. And last year I, I was battling with a landlord like for at least three months and I didn't get anywhere in the end. I said, you didn't clean that place for my, you know, you. for my daughter to get into didn't get anywhere. And this time again, she's just gone down. I said, take photos of everything. Let yeah. me see it first and let yeah. me see if it's up to standard. And I think these things people have got to really think about, you know, it's sort of the same thing for, for when you sort of book accommodation, you pay for it and, you know, it should be done correctly. Yeah, student living does worry me. Do you know what? I'd really love to do like some sort of program about students, yeah. um, what they need, you know, because I know they put big deposits down as well, don't they? And they don't yeah, always huge. 
you know, and yeah. you could be living with someone that's really messy, but you're not. And that person affects everybody in the in the accommodation. And that's not fair. It would be really interesting, actually, Lindsay, because I don't think anyone else cares about the poor old students. So, yeah, there's a food for thought for you. We will leave it here because we've done we've done longer than we uh, we're always time to. But that's because we've got you, Lindsay. So we wanted to make sure that we got lots in. But it's been so lovely having you back on. It really has. Thank you, Lindsay. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Lovely. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan. Thanks to Swan for sponsoring this episode. Don't forget to check out their website for some of their brilliant items to help make your back-to-school routine a lot easier. To see more of Swan's products, head to swanbrand.co.uk. Use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20 for 20% off. 